Point Pleasant is a small city in West Virginia, home to a State Farm Museum, the US Navy Poster Museum, and a giant moth with glowing red eyes that can predict the future and has also stolen a dog. This week we look at Mothman and his surprising link to UFOs. And welcome to this week's episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. I'm Cat, and I'm Tom. And this week we're looking at the Mothman, part moth, part man, part Sybil Trelawney. Part Sybil is that the Harry Potter character? Yeah, she can tell the future just like Mothman. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> As I said in the teaser at the end of the last episode, a famous property of moths. Yeah. We'll get into it a little bit more, but I don't. Th- I think Mothman is a misnomer. I think he should be called like Birdman. Birdman is a one of my favourite films. B doesn't sound as cool as Mothman, and uh, I thought yeah, Mothman, Mothman was is partly so a moth. cool. Well, I mean, it's cooler than Birdman. <laughs> That's if you true. Were, you're going to be any kind of man. Not as cool as Batman, though. Obviously. Not as cool as Batman. You've probably got <laughs> slightly more alive parents. So, you know, that's a plus. But, I don't know. Um, I think there's only been one Mothman sighted, so he probably doesn't have any parents. Oh, no. I it's know. an orphaned Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bum everyone out at the top of the show. <laughs> we'll talk about where he's from anyway, and we'll get a bit more into Mothman. I'd like to thank... We had a listener request this episode... Um, so I'd like to thank them for reaching out on Twitter because that was very nice and I like it when people are like, ooh, I like this because Mothman is cool. Yeah, Mothman is cool. And the other thing that's cool is reaching out to us on Twitter at catscabinet underscore pod. So Such do that. Such a smooth plug. Yeah, I work <laughs> in marketing. <laughs> right, let's talk about Mount Pleasant. So I took a tour of Mount Pleasant on Google Maps as in... I went on Google Maps and walked around Mount Pleasant, which is where Mothman's from, by the way. Mount Pleasant. Yeah, it's it's as American suburbs as it sounds, honestly. Yeah, it sounds like uh, one of the towns on The Sims, to be quite honest with you. Honestly, when I so when I was like doing my tour around tour around Mount Pleasant. So I was like using Google Maps to walk around and stuff. And it looked, I I was thinking like, it looks like The Sims so much. It looks like a really typical American suburb. Like Mm. the houses being that far spaced apart. Like in the UK, all of our houses are really close together and no one has those like lawns sort of going down the side. Like all of our houses are detached in the suburbs. It it just looks like The Sims. You know what's amazing to me is that America's so so big and yet so much of it kind of has this identikit image. Yeah. Like uh like they've got a lot of houses but only about three types of house. Yeah. <laughs> they've got houses, Trump Tower and Muck Mansions, and that's the only <laughs> houses buildings they have in I don't America. know, they've got those like the Brooklyn kind of terrace houses which are more common in the UK. Yeah, as in shitty flats. I mean, that is the UK, but okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I w- so I was walking walking around, and um, 
it look yeah it looks like an american suburb but also like every american suburb on tv like it's like i thought america wasn't really like that and maybe that's just me being naive but like it looks picture perfect and it looks I mean, unbelievable there are stereotypes white. for a reason yeah <laughs> it looks like the whitest place i have ever seen <laughs> how so, caucasian are we talking i i'm glad you asked because i looked at their stats um so in 2010 the city from the census was 95.9 percent white wow to put this into perspective so tom and i come from birmingham in the uk that's our hometown and that is only 57 percent white so we're doing pretty good, you know. It's not a competition, but if it is, <laughs> then for for least white town yeah. of the year, then we are we are definitely winning. Ninety five percent is absurd. Yeah, well, almost ninety six percent. Yeah, the average for the USA is seventy three percent. So, yeah, just to put that into context, this is white. <laughs> <laughs> white. This is mayonnaise and plain crackers. Yeah. <laughs> that's I meant as in the food, but I realised as I said it that that's a, a white racial slur, I guess, sort uh, of. Yeah, I don't know if it's a... I, don't, I really don't know, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> that's another podcast. Yeah, that is. Um, so that doesn't really have anything to do with anything, to be honest, the population of white people. I just thought it was funny when I was looking around the town, like, oh my God, this place looks like picture book America. So that's just to set the scene for this whole story. Okay. So then we'll get onto some of the sightings of Mothman, which I'm sure you are eager to hear. I mean, I'm guessing sightings is a kind of inverted commas, uh, sightings of mothman who is quotes real tom we're supposed to start these episodes completely open-minded you don't know if mothman is real <laughs> he might be real i might present some evidence that is overwhelming and you're like yeah no shit you're tr you're right mothman is real <laughs> well okay in the i apologize in the unlikely event that is true Okay, so, and if it is true, you also have to accept that he predicts the future. I mean, I, I feel like this is like religion and I should be allowed to pick and choose as much as I like, <laughs> just as my basic choice as a human. Okay, well, the first sighting... Um, so, there were two sort of first sightings. There was one that happened before the other which makes it the first sighting. But the second sighting was the first one to be publicised. So there's a bit of confusion when people talk about it online when they refer to the first sighting. So when I say the first sighting, I mean the first one that happened, not the first one that was reported. Just to clarify yeah. up. Okay, the, the chronological alleged sightings of the moth person. Yes. So the first sighting was five grave diggers who were working in a cemetery in Clendenin. Clendenin. Sorry if I've pronounced that wrong. I almost certainly have. This story already sounds implausible <laughs> from every single detail you've just described. What? Why? Why? Did you say grave diggers? Did yeah. I hear that right? They were working in a cemetery digging a grave. At night? 
No, I never said it was at night. Oh, I assumed at night. That, okay, that's on me. But five of them as well, that's a lot of gravediggers, and they're in a town that appears to be named by an AI thing. Clendenin. 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 Anywho. It's an hour and 20 minutes from Point Pleasant, so not the closest, but it's not really far away in terms of how big America is. Um, yeah. So these five gravediggers saw a brown-winged humanoid, which then, like, got up and flew away. Like, actually flew? Yeah, flew. Oh, um, okay. Okay, that's the first sighting. Brief on details, because we've got a lot of material to get through here, Tom. <laughs> okay, sure. The, the, second of, the second sighting was three days after this. And this is kind of the sighting that made Mothman become a thing. And uh, so two young couples were driving around at midnight when they saw, like, this huge seven-foot-tall humanoid figure with its wings all folded back against it. And it had these big red eyes. And if it were me, I would have shit myself. <laughs> yeah, big red eyes is, uh, is really a good sign. Glowing. They're glowing as well. Glowing? That's not natural. No. And so one of the girls started screaming, and then it started flying towards them. And so they started driving away, and they said they reached 100 miles, of a 100 miles an hour, and it still caught up with them. Which seems and like bullshit to me, but okay. Yeah, and then presumably they died, and how no, are they telling us the story? and then they finally managed to escape, and they parked just out of the city. And then they were, like, freaking out, like, oh, my God, what was that? And then they decided it was just a weird bird. So they drove back the way they came <laughs> to look at it again. To, to uh, Actually, to look at it. I yeah. thought it was just they had only so many roads in this small American no. town. They went back to be, like, to face their fears. Well, fair enough that they <laughs> they faced their their big glowing red fears. I wouldn't have done it. If I saw a giant moth bird man that was like flying towards me, you couldn't pay me enough money to go back down that road, but okay. Um, yeah. And then they saw it again and they said it was waiting for them. And then when their car's headlights shone onto it, it flew straight up into the air like a helicopter and disappeared. And then they turned like back. a helicopter. Yeah, just straight up in the air. It didn't, like, take off at an angle. It just went straight up, like, vertically. Right, because that's not flying, then. That's floating. No. Or I guess, I guess if you're a moth, you can kind of flap your wings and go up straight vertically, I suppose. Can they? I don't know any well, animals yeah. that can do that. Well, like a, like a hummingbird. Oh, yeah, maybe a hummingbird can. Yeah, it's the same kind of wings. I don't know. I'm not an entomologist or an ornithologist, so uh, those are both know. big words. Fancy. Yeah, it means insect <laughs> and bird science. So they went to the sheriff in Point Pleasant and told them, like, we we saw this big bird, and <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Yes, of course. Would you like to file a crime report?" <laughs> I am in charge of all the big bird things in this town as sheriff. <laughs> right. And 
Surprisingly, they sent someone out to investigate, which I can promise you, if you did that in Birmingham, the police would not be going out to investigate the big bird you saw. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be breathalyzed, but that would be about the extent of it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And they did, the sheriffs and the police didn't find anything. So the teenagers told the local press. um, And then that was when it kind of came to public attention. And when pe- when was this, by the way? 1966. Right. OK, because, yeah, they were all doing LSD then, weren't they? <laughs> all the goddamn hippies. I'm sorry to interrupt claim- you, but now I know they're LSDs. Yeah, but you don't, just because they lived in the 60s, 60s doesn't mean they were on LSD. Mm, I don't know. Also, they were driving. I feel like it's very irresponsible to do LSD and drive. Well, Americans are really weird about they just all drink and drive all the time, as I understand from television. So, you know, you can't, yeah. you can't trust them. I'm sorry to our American listeners, but... Uh... You're not trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, after it was sort of in the press, loads of more sightings came forward. Like, the first sighting, they, the five grave diggers said, oh yeah, we saw that bird thing. And then these sightings sort of continued for the next year. And it's estimated that there were about 100 sightings. But that's kind of sceptical because not all of them are confirmed. So you can't be sure it was 100. It's probably less. But either way, Mm. there were a lot of sightings over the next year in Mount Pleasant and that kind of area. I mean, that's a lot. Mm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would would expect a few people to just make it up and say, oh, yeah, I saw it too, just to get in on it. But that that is a lot of people it to, is a lot of to people. say a thing. And there was, hmm. like, firemen who saw a large bird with red eyes. And there was another man who saw a bird ascend straight up like a helicopter. And then <laughs> everyone was sort of describing it as a bird man with glowing eyes and the wings of a bat. So the descriptions were sort of semi-consistent. They weren't uh. all totally lining up, but... It was all essentially, it was a giant bird, and some of them said it had red eyes. That's that's interesting, because I, I thought Mothman would be literally like a moth that was human-sized, or like had a moth head and yeah, human no. body. I, I couldn't really find where the name Mothman came from, but I suspect... There's a guy in a bit we're going to talk about who wrote a lot of books on Mothman. I suspect it came from him who was kind of selling the story to make There's it. There's always one, isn't there, who uh, who gets very, very interested. Yeah. <laughs> makes it their profession. So it's only when it's in the newspaper that we come on to the men in black. and this Men in black? Yeah, this starts happening. Which seems totally unrelated to Mothman, but... There are men in black that get involved in this story. And I'm talking exactly like the film. They wear black suits and black sunglasses. It's the opposite of an inconspicuous disguise, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what you're expecting with that. Like, people are just going to blank you out because you've got so many dark colours. Well, I guess this was before the Men in Black film came out. So, like... Even so, it's a weird work uniform. Yeah, it is It is a strange thing to wear. But 
there is a chance that they were aliens trying to be humans, so they weren't very good at it. Wait, but I thought the Men in Black was secret agents who investigate alien activity. Ooh, we'll see, Tom. We'll see. Drama. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm confused as to what the Men in Black are now. Yeah, we're not sure. So some of the witnesses claim that the Men in Black came and basically told them not to speak about the creatures. And at the same time as the Mothman sightings, there were also a larger number of calls than normal um, to reporters and newspapers about UFOs in the area and, like, strange lights in the sky. And it's claimed that, like, in this sort of year, it was a real hot spot for, like, Mothman sightings, but generally, like, UFO sightings in this area. And there was also a small area in Ohio as well that was getting something similar. But we generally, we'll focus on Point Pleasant because it's where, like, the main story is. Right. As I say, it's the 60s, everyone's on LSD, but... You can't just write it off as LSD, Tom, (laughs) if everyone's seeing the same Mothman. Well, what if it was a specific strain of LSD that all it does is make you see a Mothman? And the whole village was on it. I refer you to the fact it's the 60s again. (laughs) They were mad. They were absolutely crazy. You're just trying to get out of believing in Mothman. You're just trying to (laughs) weasel your way out of Mothman. I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for shutting down the Mothman debate. Just have an open mind. Maybe Mothman's real. Maybe he can predict the future. Maybe he steals dogs. What? We'll get on to it. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. Okay. So, things get even weirder than the Men in Black thing. Honestly, this whole thing's a wild ride, but I love. So, December 15th, 1967, the Silver Bridge, which is a suspension bridge between uh, Point Pleasant and Ohio, and it crosses the Ohio River, and it collapsed, killing 46 people. Because that's a shame. Yeah, it's actually crazy when I was reading about it. Like, I I, I like bridges because I did architecture for a while, and like bridges are just super <laughs> cool. I like bridges. Yeah. Uh, um, I just I'm an like interest the in way them. that they're like um, bridges. Uh. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> so, and I think this is amazing. Which you're probably going to be like, oh, that's not cool. But there was a small defect that caused the bridge to collapse, which was only 2.5 millimetres deep into a suspension chain. So 2.5 millimetres of defect caused the whole bridge to collapse. Wow, that's not very much at all. No, it's not. That's insane. It is insane. Bridges are fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Bridges. I mean, Bridges are difficult to build and, like, you have to account for, like, people walking across them in, like, certain patterns and the way that cars move and they're just cool. So (laughs) if you don't like Bridges, Tom, we can't be friends. Okay, I'm going to keep an open mind about Bridges as well as Mothman. Okay. I'm uh, going to be uh, amenable to the input of Mothman and Bridges into my life and our Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) The three things that you need 
Yeah, Bridget to be a, a healthy... Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you tell me that Mothman is Jesus, and then that's the whole thing. You've ruined the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Aha. Right, so people claim that Mothman was warning people about the bridge collapse because... So the year running up to the bridge collapse, Mothman appeared loads of times, and then once the bridge collapsed happened, the sightings of Mothman decreased significantly. I mean, is that... Did any of the people who saw Mothman die on the bridge? No, no. So it wasn't that... They, they all died. So, so that's well, no, why the sighting stopped. But maybe he stopped. was like warning them that bridge is going to collapse. Go and on. he did that through the medium of like <laughs> zooming towards them at a hundred miles an hour. Moths don't have mouths. Well, okay, okay, but if he's if he's good enough to predict the future and understand uh, bridges and their what design, what a curse that is! Though. That would make a great film as someone who can predict the future, but he cannot communicate with anyone else, so he just has to watch it all happen. Well, if anything, if you if you can't communicate at all, surely you can. You're just you don't have a responsibility to do anything because you can't. Yeah, but if you're a mothman, what can you do? You fly at people. You scare them yeah, and be like, run away from here. That would only work if you were waiting till they were about to get on the bridge and then you scare them away from getting on the bridge. That's the only plausible Tom, way. he did his best. He was trying. <laughs> what have you done? Well, I, I don't know what bridges are going to fall down. So, frankly, I've been lax in my duties of preventing bridge deaths. Yeah, so, you have. Yeah, okay, I guess at least he did something. Yeah. So he's also been linked to a number of other sort of tragedies. On September 10th, 1978, so this was a good 10 years later, um, a group of miners in Germany saw what they describe as a headless creature with glowing eyes on its chest and large wings, blocking the entrance to the mine. They ran scared and an hour later the mine collapsed and if they'd gone in they would have all died. Oh, so that is what I just said he yeah. should have done. Yeah, uh-huh. So maybe he was learning from his mistakes. So, sorry, is this German miners but in that place? No, this was in, in Germany. Germany. He He went to Germany because he heard about this miner thing that was happening. <laughs> he spent 11 years fluttering across the... Atlant uh, yeah, Atlantic Ocean. Remember, though, he can fly pretty fast. He can fly at 100 miles an hour, so... Yeah. Mm. So there's been claims that Mothman has been seen around, like, several disasters, including, and not limited to, Fukushima, 9-11, Chernobyl, and swine flu. What? <laughs> No. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. I mean, one, Mothman has a terrible track record for <laughs> preventing deaths from any of those things. Swine flu, you know, that died down, but arguably that was science rather than moths. Yeah, he didn't cause swine, or did he? So there's some people who believe Mothman is good and some people believe Mothman is evil. I've been running with the Mothman is good thing and he's trying to warn people. But oh. some people think he's a curse that's bringing bad things to people. 
So he's just an omen of bad things to come and he yeah. does bad things. I thought of him like the Grim from Harry Potter. Mm. Like he's an omen yeah. of bad things to come. What would be more interesting is if he was actively doing these bad things because that would mean Mothman did 9-11 and that is, I think, the best bumper sticker I could ever have. Yeah, <laughs> but they're also like a really big events that he was there like fukushima 9-11 and then another man also claims that mothman took his dog and like they're they're big deals (laughs) i mean you know chernobyl that's a whole thing but this man doesn't have a dog anymore so yeah tom what happened was he saw a mothman outside he opened his dog he opened his he door. He opened his dog. <laughs> he opened oh, you shouldn't his do door that. and his dog ran away to the Mothman. Wait, so... Oh. His so dog ran out the door in... towards Mothman and the dog was never seen again. Mothman took his dog. <laughs> I, I'd say that's a bit of a stretch because I thought you meant, like, Mothman swooped down and picked up the dog in his claws or hands or whatever he's got. But this is just a dog that ran off. No, he ran towards Mothman and then disappeared forever. That's that's a story scant on detail. <laughs> the man never found his dog. That's all the details we've got, Tom. Mothman took his dog, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. And it sounds like the dog ran voluntarily towards Mothman, so maybe Mothman rescued the dog. Maybe do- dogs, sometimes dogs just run towards bad things. Yeah, but they usually deal with it and come back. That's, yeah, but Mothman killed him. <laughs> you're, you're going very much both ways on the goodness of Mothman. I just feel bad Mothman. about this dog. <laughs> you, do, you do feel strongly towards dogs, more so <laughs> than any of the massive human tragedies that we've just discussed. Yeah, they are bad. I will give you that, Tom. <laughs> How generous and empathetic of you. 9-11 was bad, okay? I... Wow. Ah, oh, look at the bleeding heart liberal over here. <laughs> it, it, it was bad. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was. Just, just to check, just to confirm. Yeah. Right. I'm going to give you a description of Mothman now, because I, I, I've said a little bit about what he looks like, but gathering all these sightings together, he's a little bit different in everyone's description, and he's never really described as moth-like. Um, and a lot of people describe him more like a giant bat, like his wings are like really long, but kind of leathery in some cases. I mean, some of them say they're feathers, mm. some say it's like a bat, so... That's a wide range of uh, descriptions. Yeah. And then they all say large wings, tall, and some have red glowing eyes. And whether you believe the Germans or not, he may or may not have had a head. We don't know. Yeah, that seems like a sort of... Other things, him having feathers or not, you can kind of see uh, people wouldn't see or they would see or whatever, but not having a head is a pretty big detail. Yeah, not having a head is is a... that's a big detail. Yeah, that is that is, is life altering. <laughs> as a but his eyes were on his chest. But to me, what's the difference between a head and a chest? Uh, um, <laughs> I 
fact, I can honestly say I've never thought about it before. <laughs> like, if you just have a really thick neck, like an owl. It, mm, yeah, but but the head is protrudes above the shoulders and arms and that Wings. kind of thing. A head is always, mm. like, separate. It houses the brain. It's, you know, detached. Not yeah, detached, but... Whereas yeah. if it's in the chest, that would mean your brain would have to be in your chest as well. Mm. So you'd have to be way. You'd have to be quite different. Yeah, that would be weird. Hmm. So anyway, d- yeah. He also walks like a penguin. <laughs> All those sightings you've just described to me in my head are now much less scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waddling like a penguin (laughs) but he flies really quick so i i think his main mode of transport is flying i should think so if you if you you waddle waddle. like a penguin (laughs) (laughs) even just out of embarrassment yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then people have reported that if you get close to mothman you have like extreme fear and distress even if you don't see him like you can sense him and you get really scared when you're near he's not fucking splendor man Splenderman? Yeah. Slenderman, I mean. Splenderman, <laughs> Splenderman. is like <laughs> some kind of fabulous uh, well-dressed monster in the in the woods. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's very strange because that sort of goes into supernatural territory even more so yeah. than it is all the rest of it. pretty supernaturally. Hmm. So we'll get on to the Men in Black a bit more now that we know a bit more about Mothman. Because I know you like the Men in Black. I do like the Men in Black. Will Smith is uh, a ledge. Yeah, he is great. Mm. He's a good, good person. He is chaotic good. I like his kids. I like that Jaden is just insane. In a good <laughs> Jayden, way. Jaden, yeah. Jaden was weird Twitter before weird Twitter yeah. existed as a thing. <laughs> and probably after I, d- I don't. I don't know if he does tweet anymore, but he's just. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, oh, so God, many I'd classics. hate to have been a celebrity as a teenager. Like, imagine everything you did as a teenager is just forever available for everyone to see. I was. I was hugely cringeworthy as a teenager, uh, and but I very think I was. It makes me want to die. <laughs> I was just about early enough on the internet. I think before things yeah, were as permanent same. as they are now. Same. Like when we joined Facebook. It was still sort of a sacred place that your grandma didn't try to get on as well. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Poor Jaden. Anyway, so Jaden <clears throat> Smith doesn't have anything to do with Mothman, does he? No, no, just because his dad was in Men in Black. So, yep. from what I can tell, Men in Black didn't come onto the story until, well, at least not publicly, until 1957 when John Keel wrote. 57. A- 75, sorry. 75. I was going to say, because that... 1975. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And John Keel wrote a book called The Mothman Prophecies. And this guy is a character. Do you remember in the um, Loch Ness episode, we spoke about that witch guy? Yeah, wasn't he called, like, John the Witch or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> Kevin the Witch. It was Kevin, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> this guy strikes me as kind of similar to that guy. 
So this isn't even me selecting book titles that he's written. These are just the first, the three book titles he wrote before the Mothman Prophecies. Strange Creatures from Time and Space, Our Haunted <laughs> Planet, and The Flying Saucer Subculture. Wow, I love the Goosebumps book series. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- my favourite one, I think, is Monsters from from Time and Space. Yeah, from Time and Space. <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? You can't be from time. I'm sure he says they're sort of, they exist in a different dimension or whatever. Yeah, maybe. But I, I didn't like actually read of... any of his books. I kind of want to read The Mothman Prophecies because I feel like it would be great. But... Mm. I didn't, and I'm sorry to all the listeners for not doing my diligence in reading that. I think it's fair enough that you don't read a whole bunch of books every single week. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And a book that's probably full of uh, spurious allegations of supernatural stuff. Well, according to him, the men in black attempted to threaten witnesses of the Mothman into silence and basically tried to make them stop telling people. So they wear all black, they wear dark sunglasses, and it's described that they move in an inhuman way. And one of the witnesses offered the man jelly, and he tried to drink it, because he didn't know what it was. (laughs) If that's not an alien, Mm. I don't know what it is, Tom. I mean, it could be a Tory politician. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Like when they try to name their favourite football team, or eat a sandwich, or whatever. Or that whole the whole sausage roll thing, that guy who couldn't say the price oh. of a sausage roll. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, I guess, to be fair, they would have had jelly at Eton in their, um, <laughs> you know, Eton mess or whatever. Well, this is weirder. He didn't know how to use a knife and fork. He so. didn't know how to use a knife and fork? No, because he's an alien, Tom. Okay, so he knew how to put on a suit, but not dining. Maybe he's a shapeshifter and the suit is part of the skin. This this is weird, though, because it sounds like these men have arrived to threaten people to not talking, and the person who's being threatened has gone, okay, I won't. Can I interest you in some jelly and some food to eat with a knife and fork? <laughs> yeah. Like, why I... is there a meal? Involved. Yeah, they seem to be like they are real people who have told this to this author, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what to make of it, to be honest. She claims that they didn't chew and that they just swallowed food. They just put it in their mouth and swallowed. Hmm. I. Hmm. That's interesting, but. I also just think if you were an alien who knew to shift into a shape and you were able to speak English and do meaning. And drive, because they could drive cars. And drive. Oh, well, well, there you go. It's like, Mm. I feel like you wouldn't have researched all that or be trained in that and then not know what food is. Also, they turned up and took photographs at some of the houses. And to me, if you know how to operate a camera, you know what jelly is. Yeah. Have they considered that their cooking was shit? <laughs> yeah, that was it. They just didn't want to eat any of the food that they served. <laughs> they were just like, oh, this is nasty. I'm going to not even chew this. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I'm going to try and just scoop some jelly as quickly as possible. And just swallow it whole. Mm. So I visited a few different people. So there was Mary Hire, who was a reporter, and then a couple of witnesses, Connie Carpenter and Linda Scarberry. And then John Keel, the author of this book, was also chased down by the men in black, and he confronted them. And it seems to be a lot of him just going on about how great he is, to be honest. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Classic man author. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have too much time to go really deep into the men in black, but... I've got a list of recommended reading for Men in Black, just because this was provided on one of the websites, and I, I quite enjoy this list. So the first one is The Real Men in Black by Nick Redfern, 2011. He came back four years later with a sequel, Men in Black, Personal Stories and Eerie Adventures. Then Personal stories? Yeah. Finally putting a personal, personal. face on, yeah, on this very scholarly topic. And then 2016, he got woke and he wrote a book called Women in Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is such naked opportunism. I know. I love the idea of them being like, right, guys, we've written two books already on Men in Black. It's time to get some diversity up in here. Women yeah. in Black. <laughs> <laughs> and then Black Men in Black. Yeah. And then Black Women in Black. <laughs> And, uh, you know, because women can be aliens too. Yeah, they can. And mm. you know what else women can do? What? Chase down giant owl men. Chase down giant owl men? Just a statement that I think I could catch for Birdman if he came near me. Oh, wait. So you're saying, are you making a blanket statement of like, oh, women are strong. They could take Mothman. No, I'm saying I personally could take Mothman. You're saying you, pers you personally could take Mothman. Yeah, I reckon. You, Kat, I, sometimes we go for a walk and it's a bit long and you start going, oh, this is a bit long, can we go home? <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to be able to sprint after a 100 mile an hour bird person thing. I'd just kick it. Oh, okay. Well, there, there you go. That I'm sure the other people who <laughs> allegedly saw it just didn't think of that. No. They were like, oh, our feet. We've got shoes on. We can kick him. Exactly. I, th I think that's how I deal with most scary situations. Just kick it. I don't... <laughs> well, I hope we never get into a genuinely scary crisis situation because I think you'll quickly find that that's not a solution to most problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I haven't provided any evidence against any of these claims, and I've just kind of listed them, because there's kind of no evidence for the claims, and I don't want to... Yeah, it's just, it, yeah. it's lots of anecdote, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't want to say all of Jean, like um, John Keel's book was just like a money grab, but... <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> there's just so many inaccuracies in what Mothman looks like. And it ju it just seems bizarre. But there are a lot of witnesses. It does, to me, ring true that if lots of people saw a weird thing, they would describe slightly different things. Yeah. Um, maybe not quite as inconsistent as what these people seem to have described, like yeah. having a head or not. But 
I, I yeah, I would expect people to be confused about whether it had wings or whatever. Yeah. So there's kind of like two main groups of believers and there's those who think it's an alien and those who think it's an animal and the alien links into like the men in black and the ufos and all of that um and we've kind of explored that a little bit and then there's others who think it's an animal so it's just like a giant moth man or something like an undiscovered animal yeah which is interesting but um for for an animal to evolve like that there has to be lots of it so that it can reproduce Mm. by definition that's how you get animals yeah so i looked up so when i was reading about this my first thought kind of was it kind of sounds like an owl like the way that the they describe the head as like not having a neck like it kind of sounds like an owl to me yeah so I was looking up, like, the largest owls ever. (laughs) That was my Google search. I love that channel (laughs) four. Largest owls ever. Coming up after World's Strongest Man, it's World's Largest (laughs) Owl. That would be a cute show. I would like that. That would be a cute show. I would like that. Although, I looked up for... Okay, I looked up these big owls, and they're fucking huge, and they're terrifying. They look... (laughs) I've I've developed a new phobia looking at photos of them. I think they're really, really? scary. Are you yeah. afraid of owls now, or just just this... these ones? They, I, it's just, looking at them, they just creep me out. I don't know why they just really creep me out. Is it a specific breed or type of owl? Yeah, so it's the great grey owl, and they are great huge. Great owl. Their wingspan can be five feet. Jesus, so like that's their like... wingspan is about my height blimey so but so if that's huge. a wingspan then yeah. their body's probably quite big as well yeah yeah and they tend to sit on sort of perches low down so they sit on like posts and trunks of trees they don't like nest up really high so i hmm. think if you saw one of these owls sitting on a post it would definitely look human sized yeah if it was low to the ground and looked yeah. like it was standing yeah. So, this is my sort of semi-theory I'm forming. Um, so, from what I can tell, they have owlets at any time. And the female's really on guard at that time and can be really aggressive towards potential predators. Yeah. Which is um, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyone that comes near them. Oh. And... The one hole in my thing is that they don't typically live in West Virginia. Uh, But they are... That puts that to rest. Yeah, they are semi-close. So they live in North America and they have been found as far down as West Virginia, but it's quite rare. Um, But it's not unheard of that they're that far south. Well, maybe that strengthens it in a way um, because they're so rare, people weren't used to seeing them, so it's not like a thing that would be regularly seen. Yeah. So maybe a a group of them sort of moved down. Yeah. Um, In the winter as well, because these sightings happened in November, December, September and that kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe... Well, we'll get 
they fucked off. Yeah. So I'm, so most of the offspring re- remain like near the nest and where they were born for many months until um, they normally leave the next winter. And do you remember I said that they stopped seeing the Mothman after the bridge collapse? Yeah. The bridge collapse was in a December month. was in December. Oh. So it's possible that people stopped seeing them because the owls weren't there. Yeah, they, they might have moved away. Yeah, so the young owls sort of go off on their own at winter and then the adults can leave. And they sort of, they hunt from a low post, so they take off from there. And I feel like if it was close enough, it could easily look like a seven foot tall person. And when it's got a wingspan that big, like, to me, that's scary as shit. Yeah, that is scary. And as we discussed in previous episodes, owls are bloody bastards. Owls are scary fuckers. This is the second time that they've come up. And I was looking, (laughs) yeah, I was looking up today like, there's been loads of documented cases of tawny owls ripping out people's eyeballs. Jesus fucking Christ. Owls are scary. I thought they were cute. Like, Harry Potter made them look really nice. Yeah. And that they'd deliver your post and, you know, basically live in servitude. But, but no. No. They are... They are tired of our shit. Oh, their babies are cute, though. <laughs> they are, but baby, all baby animals are cute. Yeah, that's true. Uh, probably, like, intentionally so mm. that we won't eat them. Lol, JK. We'll <laughs> still eat them. We eat everything. Uh, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, this doesn't explain their red eyes, though. So. I was going to say. Mm. Yeah, we've still got that. And we've still got the, like, whole men in black thing. And there's still the fact that they don't normally live that far south. But it's a theory that as to what it might have seen, what it been. It also doesn't explain why they're, like, predicting disasters or if they're predicting disasters. Well, but... I don't... I, I don't... I don't buy the predicting disasters thing just because... Well, even even if, say, there was an alien moth that came and tried to attack people at different points and they all happened to be in front of natural disasters or whatever, you couldn't causally say that it knew and that's why it appeared. Yeah. Necessarily. If yeah. it wrote in the dirt bad things here or something... Yeah, that would be different, yeah. Yeah. So... I think also if you if you could tell the future, you'd be clever enough. You wouldn't be a moth person living in the woods. <laughs> you know, Aww, you'd get Wi-Fi and you'd well. Yeah, but if you've got wings, it must be difficult to do stuff. What do you yeah, do with wings? You can do a lot with wings. Like, how do you use a smartphone well, with wings? Well, you offer your predicting future services so that someone will make you a custom smartphone that you can use with a wing or with your like moth nose thing i just i just think if you knew the future you'd be able to manipulate it and you wouldn't live in the woods well 
maybe things are just more mysterious than you think they are. So what side of a fence are you coming down on? This has been like a genuinely difficult one. Yeah, it's all the sightings. Mm, it's not like Loveland Frog where we could categorically just be like, yeah, this isn't a thing at all. This is mm. bullshit. And yeah, I'm not going to accept that any animal can tell the future unless it tells me. <laughs> I'm not, not or, or even aliens. I'm not going to accept that they can tell the future. Yeah. But I could accept that there's an undiscovered animal, maybe, that looks a bit scary. Mm. It would seem unlikely because we have satellites and we've pretty much discovered all the land on this earth. So We still discover a lot of new species, though. I mean, they're mainly yeah, insects, but, they, but... Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're small things that you wouldn't come across without looking really hard. Yeah. I, I'm... You know what I'm going to say? I don't know. Oh. I'm entirely neutral today. Wow. What a climactic ending. <laughs> Sorry, should we do should we do a take where I uh, believe in Mothman? Yeah, no, Mothman can uh, he's he's real and I accept him into my heart and I'm going to live my life by Mothman principles. Yeah, if you ever on. see Mothman, then you know something bad's going to happen. But you don't know when or where, so you can't avoid it. Yeah, so what's the fucking point? <laughs> well, just just stay at home until a disaster happens. Yeah. And then That's you'll be not like, good oh, advice. Glad I, glad I wasn't there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I lean towards the owl thing because I spent a lot of time Googling owls. And, the ho- you know, there was the whole thing about how there was like a sense of evil around Mothman and people were scared of him without looking at him. Yeah. When I look at photos of a great great owl, I feel scared. And, <laughs> like, there's a sense of evil around that owl yeah but you get that sense from the ocean or zooming out too far on google maps i don't think that negates the scariness of the great great owl well i'm just saying it's not an inherently it's not got like an evil energy or something you just you haven't looked at it tom okay all right i will look at a picture of the great great owl after the podcast and i will get back to you on whether i felt a twinge of evil vibrate through me great yeah that was a that was that was an interesting episode though that was genuinely quite spine tingling yeah i think it's spooky i enjoyed it um Mm. thanks for joining us for this week's episode of cat's cabinet of curiosities if you enjoyed the episode and don't want mothman to steal your dog subscribe and review the podcast wherever you're listening and follow us on twitter at cat's cabinet underscore pod. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. If you enjoyed the episode and don't want Mathman, he's going to come into your house and teach you logarithms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll cut. Can I record that again? <laughs>